0: This is one of those things that we do intuitively but we don't really call out and is one of the ways that you add flavor to simple five-ingredient dinners is choosing the most flavorful option. So fire-roasted tomatoes, patch chilies, which have a little bit more flavor to them, things like that when you can buy them because they will add flavor when you're doing
1: something super simple. Welcome to Didn't I Just Feed You, a podcast about feeding kids. Hi, I'm Stacey.
0: And I'm Megan. This summer we did an episode on five ingredient dinners for summer and y'all told us loud and clear, like I can't even tell you the number of emails, Instagram DMs, comments in our community that you want more episodes just like it. So we're back with five ingredient dinner ideas for
1: fall. You said we're back so jauntily, (laughs) we're back. I was like, we're back, (laughs) we're back. (laughs) Megan, I'm pretty sure that you set the parameters for the last five ingredient dinner episode. So let's refresh everyone's memory about what we really mean when we say five ingredients. Also don't at us. (laughs) It's like seven (laughs) ingredients, but the two extra are oil and salt. Yes.
0: (laughs) We're going to get real close every time. right? Yes. Because
1: we're not counting basics like oil, salt, pepper. Um, We're allowing for a few additional ingredients, things like spices. We'll mention when you can make easy swaps if what we're calling for is possibly something you don't have on hand, but we think that there's something else that you might definitely have on hand. So like... It's a little bit loose. It's a tiny bit loosey-goosey, right? I will never agree to that. No.
0: <laughs> no. It
1: is. Like, it's not going to be for, like, five ingredients. Yes. We have
0: some ingredient grace best. for ourselves. And in the effort to always make dinners tastier, like, that's the objective here. We're not going to try to, like, throw in a, an extra ingredient just for heft or just for it to look pretty or something. It's definitely all about flavor. Yeah.
1: And also I just want, because we're also really serious about delivering on our titles, delivering on what we promise, because we hate when they're like five ingredient dinners. And then it's so loosey goosey that you're yes. like, oh, my God, give me a break. There's a not five ingredient dinners. <laughs> so these still like we really, truly feel like they fit the bill minimal ingredients but like don't add us again like I said (laughs) if it's a little extra with salt pepper that kind of thing right maybe it will maybe some flour
0: some pantry staples that we think are essential anyways okay so I need to know before we dive into ideas Mm -hmm. how do you feel your cooking changes from like when we did five ingredient summer dinners and we could throw it could be like tomato toast it was a lot of like fresh things then moving to fall flavors, but also fall cooking, which I think of as like a little bit cozier, a little bit slower in general, like what changes for you?
1: Yeah. I mean, kind of a lot, actually, when you think about it, I feel like it's a big jump from five ingredients, summer dinners versus the jump from fall to winter. Yeah. The jump from fall to winter is pretty small. The jump from summer to fall is pretty big. I'm changing the ingredients right? That's pretty obvious and essential, but the ingredients require a really different kind of cooking. Right. You're talking about squash, you're talking about grains, you're talking about, you know, vegetables, maybe more meat, maybe more. I use a lot of beans in the summer too, actually. I guess the real big differentiator as I'm working it through is that Vegetables that I use in fall and then into winter require a heavier hand. They require slower cooking. It's not just that I'm like cozy vibes home with my pumpkin spice latte, wanting to like sit by my oven you with never, a book.
0: You is- never in your life are sitting with a pumpkin spice latte. I don't <laughs> like pumpkin
1: spice latte. True. but anyway, you know what I mean. Like yes. it's a vibe, but it's like it's actually out of necessity, like squash requires longer cooking. Whereas a fresh summer squash, you can just shave with mandolin and serve raw. You know, tomatoes aren't as good anymore. We want to roast them or we want to slow cook them in a pan and let them release their juices. And and we want to eke out, urge all those sugars and that sweetness to come out. Whereas in the summer, you just slice them up and that's that. So... Yeah, I don't know. Do you feel like there's anything you want to add or anything different about the way you cook in the fall versus summer? I
0: think a a big one is flavors. I mean, I think that seems sort of obvious based on what you're saying, but I think of summer flavoring as being like lots of brightness. Like I'm more likely to reach for citrus juice. That's not necessarily true, but like vinegars and just brightening up the natural tastes of things like fresh tomatoes and even corn and zucchini versus wanting to use more like warming spices nutty spices a little bit more butter and cream and cheese in the fall that's so interesting yeah as far as like things that amp up the flavors because in some ways you could take something like a uh, salsa chicken that you make in the summer and you're like making it with fresh tomatoes maybe and like fresh cilantro and then in this the winter change that flavor profile a little bit to include like a little bit more smoked paprika or some other smoky element to it and add like more depth of flavor.
1: I'm so fascinated by this because everything you're saying I agree with and I'm do to a certain extent but I actually don't like I would make my salsa <laughs> chicken the same yes. way each time. I think the difference would not be what spices I use as much as putting the salsa chicken on a bowl of rice with fresh corn shaved on top, mm. as opposed to wrapping it in enchiladas and dousing it with enchilada sauce and cheese. But see, that's but the, the flavor same concept. Profile, yeah, it is. But there's something a little different Cause I wouldn't change what I'm putting into the salsa chicken, like from paprika to something else. Like, I don't think I change my flavor profiles as much, but I changed the application a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and
0: that's what you're talking about, the difference between summer produce and fall produce, too. Yeah, but I am
1: fascinated by your concept of, like, actually changing the flavor profile a little bit. Like, I think I use all my spices equally the same way across seasons. I would
0: say, too, but then there's also a thing that happens where, especially if we have sort of like a roster of recipes that we're cooking in the summer like everyone can get bored with those Mm -hmm, and so maybe it is not even just like changing from red salsa to salsa verde from summer to fall but it's like instead of doing pulled chicken that's salsa chicken for summertime salads and bowls it's like moving to like buffalo chicken so that we can have like a creamy Again, because we can add butter to the buffalo sauce, <laughs> have like a creamy dressing. <laughs> so it's sort of taking the same concept. You to say because it's footballs and just switching them up. Listen, are you a football fan? I'm not now? a football fan. And like, I this could age, so we can't get into the Taylor and Travis okay. thing. Okay. Anyways, before we do say. get into actual meal ideas, because I think we might be jumping off here with the salsa chicken concept. And I already gave away the buffalo you know chicken idea though,
1: the that we talk about salsa chicken. I feel like we've mentioned it a it's lot. It's been as like so an much lately. And I don't think either of us cook salsa chicken <laughs> No, I don't feel like either of us once a year, humans. maybe
0: for like serving like, a big group of people.
1: Maybe. Yeah. But it's funny that that comes up. I think you guys, SEO, we know too much about what you all search the Internet for. There it is. And it's a whole lot of damn salsa chicken. <laughs>
0: All right, Billis. So much. Listen, before we get into recipe ideas, we just have to take a moment to invite you to our Didn't I Just Feed You listeners community. Free members get direct access to us, which you you know you really want now. (laughs) Get inside our hive mind. But there's also a hive mind of busy home cooks, plus access to our recipe archives shopping guides and helpful checklists.
1: So helpful. Our supporting community is one way that you can also financially support these free public episodes, like the one you're listening to right now. But when you join, you are not just supporting us out of the goodness of your heart. You're also going to get an ad free stream. You're going to get two full length bonus episodes every month. You're going to get a live Q&A session with us to end what everybody wants. What we call uncut gems, which are basically our bloopers and like silly offline conversations, because sometimes we literally just do hit record and capture them. So find out more about becoming a member of our community at didn't digestfeed you.com/backslash community. Maybe we need an uncut gem on Taylor and Travis. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I think you do. So let's do I need it. It's someone our to talk to about it. Um, okay, let's start with the slow cooker because I mentioned buffalo chicken as an alternative to salsa chicken, but I also mentioned and stand by my recommendation of like doing a salsa verde sort of chicken as well. Yeah. Yummy. And then can I some one more chicken? You're the chicken lady, but I have another chicken thought, which is no, do it. which is butter chicken. Butter chicken is not something I would eat in the summer. And I and when I say butter chicken in the slow cooker, or you could do that in the Instant Pot as well, I'm thinking like you buy buy a jar of butter chicken sauce and like cook that along with cubed chicken breasts in the slow cooker. And then the rest of the meal gets filled out with like rice and veg. That is
1: my jam. I love that. And actually, I have to tell you, I'm sitting here trying to do math quickly and it's just the, the gears are not turning. Okay. But... I would definitely say that there are some great brands out there. If you wanted to save a little money and you had a little bit of time, I'm feeling like you might even be able to whip up something butter chicken adjacent. Okay. Without even a jar of sauce. Like if you did garlic, ginger, cubed chicken breast, oil, salt. Okay. Then a bunch of spices. And I'm going to make, I'm going to count this up as one <laughs> bunch of spices, <laughs> tomato paste and coconut cream. And you can have a really nice slow cooker curry. So that's six when we didn't count salt, pepper, or oil at all. And when I counted the spices as one, so it would really depend on like, if you have the spices around, but you could do cumin, paprika, curry powder, like it wouldn't take a lot of coriander. Okay, but you're already at
0: six ingredients and there's no like rice or naan or anything to eat with it.
1: Oh, that's okay. So you're close. counting that too. You're counting that too. Yeah, five ingredients. to okay, make it a I meal, kind of the- right? yeah okay. sorry
0: billis
1: that's fine but
0: we'll link to an easy butter chicken recipe because it is the kind of thing where if you just have a well-stocked spice ca- cabinet you could throw it together and it so wouldn't easy. it would be so easy
1: okay so then let me go with something that i am excited to make and i made a lot last year harissa chicken Oh, you can buy a jar of harissa and chicken breasts, then shred it. And then that's just two ingredients. If you want to embellish, you know, you can add a little fresh garlic, a little fresh onion, whatever you want. And then again, rice or non bread, uh, a little yogurt on top and a squeeze of like lemon juice or lime juice to finish. That's another good one in the same vein. Also carnitas, Oh, yes. I had that on my list also. Yeah. Instant pot carnitas. Although, you know, our recipe, I think probably between the bay leaves, the orange, the pork, might be five ingredients before the accoutrement. Okay. I do think you're right. Here's the other thing, though. What if you just
0: bought the, like, pre-made carnitas and used that to make your tacos or bowls?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I also think that, like, if you're not, doesn't have to be carnitas, like officially, guys. You could literally throw in garlic, clove, and bay leaf. Let's say we don't count them. They're spice, right? Orange juice and pork shoulder. Boom. And just cook the pork shoulder and orange juice. Also, some supermarkets will sell like a mojo marinade you that's already like mixed it has garlic it has oregano it has orange juice it has lime juice get one of the a bottle of those and put it into the slow cooker with some pork shoulder or pork butt and that's two ingredients and then again the accoutrement tortillas or rice uh sour cream whatever else like sliced avocado
0: i think it's interesting and i don't know that we can dissect it in this episode that Both of us lean towards carnitas over a salsa chicken style meal. I think maybe it's just we've we talked about this maybe in a recent episode or an episode over the summer where it's like neither of us really love the flavor once salsa is like really cooked down. And that's what's really nice about the carnitas flavoring for pork but you could also do a similar concept like the mojo seasoning or just doing the orange onion garlic on chicken too if your family doesn't love pork
1: i think it partly has to do with the fact that a lot of times people use chicken breast Mm -hmm. and that's not great of course you can use chicken thighs and then that is great it's not quite as rich with something very simple like this that pork flavor and that pork fat really deepens the flavor of the dish without having to add much more than just salt to season the meat so i think that's why i might lean towards it also like you said the salsa when it cooks down it gets warm it gets super watery in a way that doesn't kind of adhere to the meat right You almost lose about the seasoning yes, yes totally so there's something about the fat on the pork that as it breaks down it really it not just enriches the sauce, but it also helps the sauce grip onto the meat and you actually get the flavor more.
0: I love that. Uh, can we talk more about pork? Because I'm yeah. on my list doing like a pork shoulder, but with honey mustard. Oh, and I have on my list a
1: pan seared pork chop with maple buttered apples. Okay. I love which that. is probably I would say to you're going to go a little over five because it's probably five basic to get the pork, but then just roast a sweet potato. Right. And
0: yeah. then that's so easy. Can I just talk about for a minute the grip that like apples plus pork chops plus plus like either honey or maple has on me and then you throw in some savory ingredients like oh some gosh. garlic and onion and
1: I'm done that I can yeah, eat that so- once a week. Me. The too. entire fall. And you know what is my favorite? Adding a ton of black pepper to that. Okay, so, ma'am. And cider vinegar. Like that yes. to me, like apple pork, it's also really great with chicken, to be honest. And then maple syrup, cider vinegar, vinegar, butter, and black pepper. Phew, killer pan sauce. It's like such a great combo.
0: My family likes pizza beans, which can be a one pot thing, Yeah, but you can also do them in the slow cooker. And there's a great recipe we'll link to on kitchen, which is like canned chickpeas. And you throw that in the slow cooker with a jar of your favorite sauce. And then you top it with all the things and you can serve that like alongside pasta. I think it's a great opportunity for special bread. And I would probably put like a bagged Caesar salad next to it because that's how we tend to eat. Pizza beans from the pan. So that's the last one I want to mention from the soap so So I'm
1: going to do a Greek riff on that. Okay. You know those gigante beans? Yes. We say gigante, but they come canned. You can also do a version of that. Those are like one of my all-time favorite Greek dishes. But just the beans... Some basic tomato sauce, which you can make by just grating a tomato. If you don't have a tomato that has enough flavor, if that's going to be too watery, just use a can of crushed tomatoes. And then like really good olive oil, onion, garlic, and a bunch of dill. That's really great and like so flavorful. It's the same basic idea, a tomato sauce, different flavor profile than pizza tomato sauce, but it's a tomato sauce nonetheless with beans, You can add cheese if you want. It would be feta in this case. And then like a slice of crunchy sourdough. Delicious.
0: Yeah. I just also think it's a great time to point out that the slow cooker is great. Let me say great a 100 times (laughs) for dry beans. And so if you wanted to like make a black bean soup or even like a bean based chili, you could get that started in the slow cooker with like some chicken broth some onion, celery, carrot, and like turn that into a a five ingredient meal too, with something as simple as a special bread, garlic bread, naan, whatever it is. Um, If it's black bean, maybe you're going cheesy chips on the side, but beans in the slow cooker is definitely a fall food for me.
1: I love that. And I also do a lot of this in the pan, like you said about um, the pizza beans that you could do it in a pan, but you can also do it in a slow cooker, but also miso coconut beans i recently i I wish i could remember i'll try to track down the link but it was big beans dumped into a pan that you just you know you sweated some onions and a little fresh garlic and then it was the beans with the starchy sauce that they're canned in the starchy liquid rather dump it in and then added coconut milk and miso, and then a bunch of dill and a little bit of lemon juice at the end. It looked so good. So I think this is, I think what we're getting at is the time to get creative with beans as a main dish, because with some special bread on the side, you can really have a hearty meal. And if you keep it simple enough, this is what I end up having to do. You're going over a little bit, five ingredients at this point, but you can make a really simple bean dish And while you're prepping it, literally take whatever sausage your family likes and put it in the oven to roast and cook through. And sausage, again, like literally just in the oven, roasted, nothing done to it. Sausage sliced with some special bread or sourdough and beans is a meal that my family loves. ButcherBox is
0: offering our listeners their choice of a weeknight meal essential, three pounds of chicken thighs, two pounds of ground beef, or one pound of premium steak tips for free
1: in every order for a whole year. Plus, you get $20 off your first order. Sign up today at ButcherBox.com backslash D-I-J-F-Y and use the code D-I-J-F-Y short for Didn't I Just Feed You to choose your free offer and get $20 off. Armoire makes getting dressed easy. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, Build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high-quality, unique, and recommended just for you. Is anyone else struggling
0: with what to wear these days? I've been pretty frustrated with getting dressed over the last few months as I've navigated body changes. And some days I quite literally have no idea what to wear. Enter armoire. That is armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash D-I-J-F-Y to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try armoire today. Do you ever feel like you're in a never-ending cycle of snacks and meals? We get it. That's why we're excited to share HomeThreads,
1: the ultimate solution for creating a stylish and functional family space. At homethreads.com, I'm Gwenna Lathlin, but you probably know me as Mama Cusses on TikTok and Instagram. And I'm Tori Phantom, also known as Tori Phantom on TikTok and Instagram. And we want to tell you about our
0: brand new podcast, Childproof, from Betches Media. Parenting is hard, but it's even harder when you feel alone. That's why we created Childproof, a parenting chat show for when you're craving adult conversation and are surrounded by tiny humans. And on Childproof, we'll try to figure out the do's, don'ts, and what ifs of modern parenthood. We have been friends for years, so we want to use this show as an opportunity To compare notes, share stories, and grow as parents at the same
1: time. So tune in every Wednesday as we share our experiences through a mix of one-on-one conversations, guest appearances, and input from you, our listeners. That's right, you—you personally,
0: where you are right now, you can be a listener. Subscribe right now wherever you're listening. That's Childproof from Betches Media. So you've squarely moved us into one pot slash sheet pan meals. I'm sorry, I I just did it.
1: I clearly don't use my instant pot. Can
0: (laughs) I jump off or your slow cooker? We've talked about it many times in the slow cooker and instant pot episodes. Moving on. Roasted chicken thighs, sweet potatoes, red onions. Uh, We eat that a lot in the the fall. And then we serve it with like our house maple mustard, which we have a recipe for on Didn't I Just Feed You. And I would serve that with dinner rolls, which is a form of special bread. Let's be honest. (laughs)
1: I totally agree, obviously. I think that this is a great one. And I want to say here's what I want to say. Sweet potatoes are, I'm probably biased because my kids actually really, really like sweet potatoes. But one of the things that I love about them is that because of the way they cook, you can cook them easily in the microwave or you can put them on a sheet pan with your protein diced up maybe like as a sheet pan meal, or maybe you have something like sausage roasting in the oven and you literally just pop the sweet potatoes on the rack below them, but they're just so easy to cook and they cook at the same time as other things. And then like you have your veg, but the veg is also starchy and filling. It just checks so many boxes when it comes to making five ingredient meal or just like a very quick, easy, hearty meal. You know, there are only downfalls that they take a little bit of time, unlike, you know, a vegetable that you can serve fresh. But you know, if I, the time I save grating a zucchini for a nice fresh zucchini salad or a fennel salad, like that is just to get vegetables in my guy's system. That's not actually filling them up. So, you know, there's a trade-off there. Taking more time, but man, I serve them a sweet potato. That's like half a meal filling their bellies. I love it.
0: You mentioned the microwave, which is a really great way to jumpstart sweet potatoes. I tend to be intentional when I'm shopping for sweet potatoes and buy smaller ones in general because then they cook faster, especially if I'm just going to tuck them in the oven. Or what I did recently, which I loved, was using the air fryer to just roast off like six small sweet potatoes.
1: And then we had them to eat throughout the week. I'm so glad you mentioned the intentional choice you made with your sweet potato shape because I actually did this recently too. And what I chose, they like, my kids want like big sweet potatoes. They want like a big, but I get the ones that are extra long as opposed to fat because then they're going to cook faster or you can cut them into like steak fry shape easier. So go for the longer ones instead of the like squat, but really fat ones.
0: And can you, I think you can, like you can butternut squash. You can buy like pre-chopped, peeled, frozen sweet potatoes, which is a great, like if you're just going to do a sheet pan meal like this, where you're throwing other veg and protein on the pan, that's a great way to jumpstart that and make it even easier. Yes. Okay. You said sausage before. What about doing sheet pan gnocchi? with sausage and you could add like mushrooms, maybe
1: some kale, do a little jarred sauce. I mean, again, this is kind of like the sweet potato conversation we're having, That these fall veggies, I mean, you think about sausage. Okay. We have sausage. Oh, counting. No one can see me, but I'm counting. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> potatoes or sweet potatoes, kale, mushroom. Right. And then maybe you drizzle like a vinaigrette or some special sauce and you literally have five ingredients and there is such incredible heft and there's such a concentration of nutritional value there. Yes. You know what I mean? I, it, it just feels harder to do in the summer with summer veg to get that many hefty, hearty, really nutritious vegetables into one meal. Yeah. I'm also just not
0: wanting to have my oven on long enough for sheep pan meals in the summer. Oh, totally. Totally.
1: Um, but the question with this, because we wouldn't be us if we didn't ask it, is I'm sure that sounds delicious to so many of our listeners, but are their kids, what are their kids going to eat? Or are their kids just going to pick out the gnocchi and the sausage? Um, I think probably, and that's fine. I mean, I would just say to make sure that you have at least one vegetable there that your kid likes, if your kid likes even one vegetable.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes they don't. <laughs> the thing is, my kids love potatoes, whether they're red potatoes or sweet potatoes. So I think of that as like getting in their veg. But also you could choose one of those sausages that has some veg incorporated That's a good call, yeah. So then it's maybe a little less obvious. You could swap the kale for green beans or some other quick cooking green veg. Just whatever works for your family. I think it's a basic concept and you can swap out whatever feels good to your family.
1: And related to that, Eric Kim, one of our former guests, New York Times food writer, cookbook author, has a recipe that we all love for sheet pan bibimbap on the New York Times we'll link to it. I think his version calls for more than five recipes but the the premise it's like the same thing we're talking about with the sheep pan yoki. It's kind of like sheep pan yoki meal but with rice, right? Where you have cooked rice and while the rice is cooking you're preheating a sheep pan in your oven and then you pull it out, you sprinkle a little You know, you drizzle a little olive oil on top, and then you press the rice down on it, and put it back in the oven so one side of the rice crisps up, and at the same time you're just crisping up a bunch of veggies. I think he calls for mushrooms and kale, but you can do whatever you want, and then um, serve that with like some pre-made kimchi or a little gochujang, something like that, and it's delish. Kimchi unlocked
0: our kielbasa and cabbage sheet pan meal that we made was that two years ago and is still a favorite. There is a little like creamy mustard sauce that might take you over five ingredients, but it would be well worth it. I'm just saying we'll link to the recipe. Nice. This is something I don't know if this is a meal for everyone. I'm just going to be honest. This is something I sometimes make for myself. Like if everyone else is out doing something or like to have for lunches, but you can make a super easy pumpkin soup using canned pumpkin broth. You grate an onion and then you can add whatever spices you like. They, you know, smoke, smoked paprika, maybe a little bit of cinnamon. You could even go onion, garlic and ginger powder in there. And then you can serve it with bread and put like some crispy pepitas on top of it. I know this is soup <laughs> that would not fill up Stacy's boys. So that's what made me feel self-conscious about putting it on the list. But I felt like it was worth mentioning because it but is. Don't you
1: remember that I turned the corner and now I'm a soup girly? You might be a soup girly,
0: but it is the rest of the fam.
1: Yeah, no, I think it's a great question. I think that, you know, for me, even the simplest, most delicious soup, which I have some ideas as well, wouldn't technically qualify as a five ingredient dinner for my family because it's pretty hard to make a soup with um, fewer than three to five ingredients is as minimal as it gets. Because you have broth, you have, you could do a three or four ingredient soup. But anyway, the soup itself would be five ingredients and then I would definitely have to add bread and something else. So either a big bag salad, more likely chicken tenders from the freezer or roasted sausage again, Or like some sort of animal protein. And there are lots of options that I could use that wouldn't require prep or multiple ingredients, but I definitely would have to add something else. I wouldn't be mad about having roasted sausage on the side of
0: the soup at all. Yeah,
1: right? And my kids actually do like soup, but it, it, I mean, here's the other tricky thing with soup is that we could tell you it's a five ingredient soup and you can make it on Sunday and then... On Tuesday, when it's time for dinner, soup is one ingredient. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's bread and roasted sausage. And now you have a three-ingredient meal. This is we're, such our different personalities cheating.
0: where you're like, the rules
1: are yeah, not, not to for me. They're just for little. everyone else. They need um, to be broken a little. But I also on my site have a spiced chickpea soup and in uh, all transparency, it is more than five ingredients, but it could easily be adjusted. It's two cans of chickpeas and chicken broth and a can of fire roasted tomatoes. Like that's the base. And then the rest of it is olive oil, paprika, cumin, turmeric. You know, you'd want to add, if you really had the time, some garlic, some onion, And that's really it so it's added up but it's really not that much when you don't count the pantry ingredients did you say fire roasted chilies yeah fire roasted tomatoes tomatoes okay no i just want to
0: talk about this because this is one of those things that we do intuitively but we don't really call out and is one of the ways that you add flavor to simple five ingredient dinners is choosing the most flavorful option so fire roasted tomatoes hatch chilies which have a little bit more flavor to them things like that when you can buy them because they will add flavor when you're doing something super simple. Like I'm gonna jump off Stacy's chickpea soup and mention you can make a really simple chili, like a weeknight chili. So yeah. it's definitely not like our chili episode slow cooked. You're not braising the beef, but like ground meat. Canned tomatoes, you know, grab some fire roasted because that'll add flavor. Canned beans. You could even choose flavored beans here to circumvent the rules a la Stacey. (laughs) Like some spiced beans, add some canned hatch chilies and make like a really great little chili that you could serve over baked potatoes. Again, when you get into toppings for things like chili... You could really get over five ingredients, but that's your choice. How, how
1: am that's I none of mine. Any more than you. That's none how of my I business. More than you. <laughs> <laughs> I call you out. But no, I. You know, I'm here for it. I agree. I think that would be great, and that's just something that kids really love. That made me think of chili mac too. Mm. Like, can we make chili mac a five ingredient? I mean, I guess you'll need a vegetable on the side what if we even skip the fresh onion and garlic right we brown meat with a whole lot of garlic powder and onion powder and some salt a can of diced tomatoes let's use fire roasted to give it more flavor some water some elbows boom we're at four ingredients right maybe you want to finish with a little like a dash of cream or some shredded cheese and then you have pasta you have meat and then we do green beans on the side that are steamed
0: I love it. The cheesy beef and shells that I wrote for Kitchen that you've made is sort of adjacent to that.
1: Yeah. Let's share that recipe as a jumping off point, because I think that that's a good way for people to look at the technique. You really can. I mean, that recipe is great. Honestly, you're going to see it and you're going to be like, okay, with two extra ingredients and it comes together so quick. Listen,
0: I think it like if we're not counting olive oil and dried spices, beef broth, shells, tomatoes, cheddar cheese, heavy cream. We're at six. Okay, and then we need a vegetable on the side. Okay, oh. golly. Uh, yeah, I love the No, but I think it counts. No. <laughs> Can the tomato sauce not count? No, I'm kidding. Such a great mention. So we will link to that recipe. Can we talk about doing like a white chicken chili and using a rotisserie chicken? Ooh, let's talk about this. Okay, rotisserie chicken. Canned white beans of your choice, chicken broth, canned hatch chilies, and then whatever like spices you want. Again, we're going to go over with like toppings and adding like tortilla chips or whatever to the top. Whatever
1: spices you want. I wonder then if you add just baby spinach. That's another great thing to do to get the vegetable into your one pot meal and it only adds one ingredient, so you're not actually cooking spinach separately, baby spinach you can throw into a chili at the very end and it'll wilt in like a minute flat and you have your veg in there too. I know a lot of kids may not like be into that, let's yeah. be honest, but it is a nice way if your kids will eat that, it's a nice way to just add the veg and you're only adding one ingredient and there's no like side quest that you have to go on to make the veg. Two
0: thoughts on spinach. One, sometimes I throw in the whole leaves and then that makes, even if when they're cooked down, they that makes them big enough for my kids to eat around, which they will do without complaint. Other times I very roughly chop up the fresh spinach and then throw it in whatever soup or dish we're having because then it's small enough that they just think it's a spice and will sometimes oh. eat it. <laughs> You're very smart. You're like I'm not trying basil. to be. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> trying to be sneaky, but I only address what it
1: is if they ask. Yes, I think that's legitimate. I love that.
0: Okay, other cheap and one pot meals that we want to mention, and then I think we should move
1: on to things that are just like really simple miso and sweet chili glazed pork loin. This is a recipe that I no longer have published, you guys, but it was so good. And basically you take the sweet chili sauce from the supermarket and whisk in miso, and then glaze a pork loin. So put some on top of the pork loin, season the pork loin with salt and pepper, put some of the glaze on top, pop it in the oven, and then a couple of times before the pork loin is cooked all the way through, baste it, So now we have salt and pepper, we're not counting a pork line, the sweet chili sauce, miso paste. Great, we're at three ingredients. How beautiful is that? And then maybe roast some broccoli and steamed rice on the side. It's actually a really delicious combination. And the other thing I was gonna mention, this might be five before we get to the veggies. This is a football season thing in my house. Okay. Spicy bacon wrapped pork loin. Okay. So you take a pork loin, you split it down the middle. Get ready. Buckle up. You put some cream cheese in there and some jarred jalapenos, either mild or spicy, depending on what your family likes. Close it up and wrap the whole thing in bacon strips and then pop it in the oven. Slice it up. It's delish. It is so good. Sounds like um, a jalapeno popper in the best way. Yeah. Hi. Thanks. Delicious. Yes. <laughs> I win the episode. hundred percent. No, and it's that's so good it, folks. So, pork, no. so we have the pork loin, the uh, cream cheese, the jalapenos, the bacon, that's four ingredients, friends, salt and pepper, of course, to season it. You don't need olive oil cause the bacon fat will render as you cook it up and then just do like a bag salad on the side. I love it. What about just buying a roast chicken? from the store, a rotisserie chicken.
0: I mean, that's one ingredient. <laughs> right, and then like,
1: that's it. Roast some veggies on a sheet pan, call it a day.
0: Yeah. I love that.
1: Or like any of our simple bean dishes. If you need, you know, we we talked a couple of times as we were going through our list of like just needing to add a quick protein. And we talked about roasting sausage or breaded chicken tenders from your freezer. Or just pick up a rotisserie chicken. And that's a great way to add it too. Okay. Okay. Should we move on to simple stuff? Yes. Can we?
0: Yeah. In the summer episode, we talked about grilled cheese. And I think grilled cheese of all variety gets even better when we get into fall. I'm talking about like adding some sliced apples or apple butter, swapping out maybe like fresh mozzarella that you would use in the summertime with your tomatoes for like some Gruyere cheese. Maybe you're buying deli turkey or grabbing that rotisserie chicken and making like super hefty, super delicious grilled cheeses for fall.
1: Oh, I love this idea so much. It's so satisfying and great. I always forget Until I remember again, and then I do it for a while, and then I forget again. The grilled cheese is actually a great vehicle for veggies. Yes. Right? So like chopped spinach can go in there. Jarred artichokes can be put in a grilled cheese sandwich. I don't know. It's just like, it's a nice way to do chopped broccoli. You can just do a lot because then you have bread and cheese. <laughs> so everybody's <laughs> happy. I, I like it. the
0: idea of doing like a broccoli cheddar grilled cheese. Yeah. we just like finely chop the broccoli or you could even like shred frozen broccoli and put it in there. So just make it easier to eat. And I
1: feel like you can get so many different flavor profiles. So like I'm thinking about can you combine some sort of melty cheese, probably something really simple like mozzarella with some feta, like mash it up and maybe even a little bit of cream cheese or just cream cheese and feta so that it's like spreadable and melty. And then you get those artichoke hearts and spinach and you've got like a Greek grilled cheese or like a masala cheese toast where you take Maybe chop up a bunch of spinach or even, I don't know, cauliflower maybe or like cauliflower rice. I wonder if that would work. And then do a masala spice blend that's already pre-made and like a nice sharp cheddar and get like Indian flavor profile. There's just so much you can do there. I love that
0: idea too for like putting in pita or naan or something too. Like making a handheld meal that has all those components in it and is like a sandwich instead of over rice. I also I'm like, oh, can you do grilled cheese like with canned or jarred soup? That's another great option. Like a super simple one.
1: Yes, Totally. I love that. OK. Um, oh, well, now we mentioned soup and I just had another soup idea, but we're it's not okay. in the soup category. We're, soup is every category. <laughs> soup is every category. A roasted squash and apple soup is such a lovely quintessential fall dish in my house. You're using all those great fall flavors. You're using up all those apples (laughs) that we have on hand. And you can literally just roast squash and apples on a sheet pan and then blend it with some chicken broth or vegetable broth if you prefer. And then you can add a little like dash of heavy cream if you wanna keep it vegetarian or maybe we're even vegan at this point. You can add coconut cream instead that's really great too. Just a handful of ingredients, serve it with a big bag salad on the side or one of those proteins that we talked about. And you're still at right about five ingredients. Do you think croutons count as special bread? Yeah. Like, Could totally. you do like cheesy croutons on top of that? Yes. Oh my God. And you know what is so cute? I'm usually not a sucker for this kind of precious internet meme trendy stuff. But when people... make a simple grilled cheese and then cut it into crouton sizes and pile it on top of their soup. Yum. I love that. Yeah. I love it a lot.
0: Baked potatoes. Can we make baked potato, like a loaded baked potato, a meal and have it be under five ingredients? You bake the potato. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Yeah. You're going to put some butter and salt and pepper on it. Maybe you roast some broccoli while the potato's in the oven. You could add rotisserie chicken For some heft or one of those like pre-made carnitas or shredded beef, cheese,
1: sour cream. I'm definitely getting over with toppings. But I love a baked potato. I think you're nailing it. And, you know, here's another thing I want to say about the five ingredient rule. I clearly have a problem with rules. That it feels a little different to me when we go over and you can buy... You can buy the stuff. Do you know what yes. I mean? Like if you wanted to do a loaded baked potato with bacon bits that you buy, a rotisserie chicken that you buy, like sour cream that you buy, you know what I mean? Like, and you just compile it. Like if you're going over fine, come on. Like it's, you've done, you've not yeah, done a lot it's of cooking. It's of, cool. We're not it's adding cool. effort. We're only asking you to yeah. add those
0: things to make it more delicious. I
1: love, totally. I agree. I don't disagree. Okay. So I'm into it. And my kids love sweet potatoes again. So one thing that I used to always make, gosh, I have to go back to it. I forgot about this. I would get loose sausage or I can take the sweet Italian, something really simple, the sausage meat out of the casings and a little bit of oil, maybe onion, maybe garlic. If I'm in a rush, the sausage has enough flavor where you're going to be fine, even if you don't do that. And I would saute the sausage with kale or spinach and a can of drained and rinsed chickpeas. And then I would pile that on top of a roasted sweet potato. I think we're at four ingredients there. I would dollop Greek yogurt that's been seasoned with a little bit of lime juice and salt. Yum. We used to eat that a lot. I love that variation on the idea of a loaded baked potato. Yes. And you've got a baked potato, you've got sausage, you've got chickpeas like it's very high in protein it's very nutrient dense if that's a flavor profile your family will like i mean even one of those like a big sweet potato with a lot of the filling will totally fill my guys up
0: can i go another direction in the vein of things i love to eat and i think we could make it five ingredient yeah let's do it okay risotto i would air quotes it because it's not going to be traditional risotto where you're like sweating the shallot and then you're like adding wine, but using Arborio or other risotto rice, cooking it with broth, maybe you're adding a little bit of butter and Parmesan and then loading it with things like, you could go broccoli cheddar, you could go tomato and almost make like a pizza-ish risotto, like canned tomato, add some mozzarella, Maybe you do sausage on it. Um, we have, am I imagining that we have something that's risotto-ish with bonza orzo that is yeah. almost like jambalaya yes. adjacent where it's like tomatoes, sausage. And there's lots of warm spices in there. I think risotto gets put into like on a pedestal that it doesn't need to be on. You can make risotto on a weeknight. It's not crazy. I totally
1: agree with you. I think that's awesome. I love that. Okay, what else? What about using ramen? Because right there you've got noodles, which is your nice carb, some heft. You've got the flavor packet, which gives you like crazy flavor without like, is that even a separate ingredient? I don't know, but it's like you don't need to pull no, a ton of it's spices. Not, yeah, it's not a separate right? ingredient at So all. you can take ground beef or ground sausage without the casing, brown it up, put some of the seasoning, cook the noodles, add them in, and then fry an egg and put it on top. That's a really great one too. Okay, she pan,
0: this is sheep pan adjacent again, but I'm just thinking about sheep pan steak frites. What if yeah. you did like flank steak? You could season it really simply with just like salt and pepper. And then doing like frozen fries, doing those on a sheet pan and then like roasting some green beans or doing a bagged salad alongside of it. Yeah, I think that's awesome. That feels very like fast and fancy. To me, I think because we eat it a lot on our anniversary, which is in November. And then I kind of I feel like In the summer episode, we talked a little bit about fish, and we haven't really in this episode. So what about shrimp and grits? I think you can make that five ingredients. Or you could do, like, um, instead of the grits and making the grits from scratch, which can sometimes take a long time, even though it's, like, hands-off cooking. Um, Even buying, like, the polenta in the tube and, like, browning that in the pan. And then really putting your effort into making, like really flavorful shrimp you could go shrimp scampi style and put that over it and like along in in the pan where you're using like the garlic and lemon you could cook some veg um I'm trying to think of what I would do maybe like shredded Brussels sprouts oh that sounds so good or even like from frozen butternut squash so like squash grits shrimp all in a bowl Oh, Three so of the four of us would enjoy that. Ella would. Yeah.
1: Not. I mean, same in my family, same in my family. But I do think I'm really glad that you brought up shrimp because it's fast and it's such a great, quick weeknight meal ingredient. Can we just do away with these categories? Because I'm all over the place yeah, now. <laughs> categories left us long ago, Billis. Okay. Good. 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 Because I just remembered. A recipe that's actually by the pasta queen, the famous TikTok Instagram star, so fabulous. But she makes a broccoli, a creamy broccoli pasta that my kids like. Even Isaac, who doesn't like cooked broccoli, he only likes raw broccoli, but this he'll eat. Because what you do is you basically, in one pot, you put broccoli florets and some garlic cloves whole with some water and you cover it and you let it steam until it's soft. Then you take all of that and you dump it into your blender and you blend the whole thing up. If you have a kid who actually likes broccoli, it's nice to actually leave some pieces of that soft steamed broccoli behind so that it's not all completely smooth, but that's up to you. Then you pour that liquid, that blended liquid back into the pot. You might need to add a little bit of extra water. I can't remember. And then you add pasta, like a very short, like tube or pastina, something like that. You let it cook. And in the end, you add a little bit of whisked egg and Parmesan to make it nice and creamy and rich. Mm. And it's really a great one bowl meal. And that's it because it's got the broccolis in there. It reminds me a lot of pastina, which, you know, some people will say that's Italian penicillin That like creamy, tiny, like simple Italian pasta dish. But this with the addition of broccoli makes it like really a one pot meal that has some veg in there too. Can we call out what's so genius
0: about both pastina and the recipe that you're mentioning? Which is a lot of times you're like cooking veggies in the broth and then you're blending it. So you end up with something that, if your kid has vegetable texture issues, is like full of the nutrients of the veggies. Sure, maybe you're losing like a little bit of fiber, but you're still getting nutrients in them in a way that they'll really enjoy. Yeah, totally.
1: We've talked a lot about sausage. And you mentioned the sausage and cabbage, but like, what about old school sausage and peppers? Just slice up red, orange, yellow, a combo of peppers and onion, oil, salt, pepper, put in some kielbasa or whatever you like, roast it up. And it's so good. Again, just like special bread. You can even put it on like hoagie loaves and a bagged salad. And I recently found at Trader Joe's shaved steak. Have you seen this? I have. So I picked it up because I've been cooking almost exclusively Trader Joe's meals because I'm still in this rental apartment. And it's just like I really need like low cooking assembly meals. And that I did the same thing. I sauteed in one pan peppers and onions. Then I cooked the shaved steak, mixed it all together, ciabatta rolls. And the like famous garlic spread from Trader Joe's that everybody likes. Oh, and then I melted pepper jack cheese on top. So now we're up to six and there's no veg or salad. But um, it was really great. The kids really liked it. It was just like basically kind of cheesesteak-ish sandwiches. Yeah,
0: it sounds so good. Also, I feel compelled to let people know that we do have a whole
1: episode
0: yeah. in the subscriber area of our community or if you subscribe via apple Podcasts, where stacy talks about all the th- the semi-homemade meals that she's been making and we talk together about how you can use shortcuts but still make things really delicious so definitely check that out if you want to hear more of these genius ideas like this
1: what else Megan? Do you have anything else? I don't know. The thing
0: that we run into every time we record is now I'm hungry and I, know. I Feel like we have to go. So let's take it to our listeners community and see what they're cooking up for fall. If you
1: haven't signed up yet, our free community is the best place on the internet. It's full of smart shopping lists, meal plan ideas, thousands of other home cooks just like you. Visit didn't I just feed backslash community to join us. And don't forget to follow us. We are at Didn't I Just Feed You on Instagram. A huge thank you to our producer, Samantha Gatsick. I am Stacy, and I'm Megan. Stay sane
0: and well fed until next week.
1: Be sure to subscribe to Didn't I Just Feed You wherever you're listening. And don't forget to rate and review.